Welcome to the Confluence by H2O Radio, news and reports about water, politics, and law. The current episode examines the 2014 Colorado Legislative Session. Here's your host, Jamie Sudler. The Colorado Legislative Session that ended in May addressed several water bills, including some in response to the Great Flood of last September. But if you look a little closer at the other bills that came up, there's a trend in the water legislation that is being crafted. Increasingly, lawmakers are struggling to promote water conservation while honoring the status quo in terms of Colorado's water law. All this is being done as projections show that a growing population will eventually outpace water supply. Just in general, over the last several years, there's been a lot of discussion about something called the gap. That's Doug Kemper, executive director of the Colorado Water Congress, the state water users association, which has 400 organizational members. We're talking with him about the water supply shortfall the state is projected to have by 2050 and solutions considered during the 2014 legislative session. The discussion has focused on over the next 30 to 50 years, this gap that that may exist between planned water supplies and, and demand. And uh, the idea being, what can we do to encourage municipal con- water conservation? I expect this is going to be a very big issue for the next five to 10 years, it continue to be. One way lawmakers are encouraging conservation is by limiting the choice consumers have for plumbing fixtures. Senate Bill 103 was developed by Denver Water. The law mandates that any faucets, showers, and toilets be certified by the EPA as water sense high-efficiency fixtures. During the legislature, this actually became a little bit controversial for is the legislature coming in and, and mandating uh, what can be sold in the individual homes. And uh, there was concern about that. There was concern about this water sense label. Uh, there was concern about whether or not if you uh, reduce uh, the, 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 the flow through these uh, fixtures, whether or not you're going to have issues coming up with clogging of uh, sewage lines because you may have less water flowing through them or some, perhaps some, some septic kind of tank issues. I think ultimately uh, the legislature felt that those issues had been adequately addressed. And the bill passed. That bill did pass, and uh, so we did actually support this bill. But indoor efficiency is only part of the equation. Half of residential water supply goes to outdoor consumptive use, and the legislature took a look at water savings in that area also. Water conservation is easier in non-consumptive uses. That's Chris Trees, spokesperson for the Colorado River Water Conservation District. I can turn the water off, I can take, when I'm brushing my teeth, I can take a shorter shower, but all that is water that is not consumed, that's water that's coming into my house and going right back out of my house and back to the river through the wastewater treatment plant. The water on the bluegrass lawns and on turf grass That's consumptive use. That's where half the water is used in the state of Colorado by residences. The tradition of laying turf from uh, fence to foundation just is not our future. Uh, It is not the responsible water future for the West, let alone for Colorado. Senator Ellen Roberts, a Republican of Durango, agrees. She was the sponsor of Senate Bill 17, which sought to limit the size of lawns and new developments to just 15% of a lot. 
Senate Bill 17 uh, actually was an idea of a constituent of mine. Constituent is a water engineer in Durango. That if you really want to make a difference in the area of water conservation, uh, perhaps you should be looking more closely at how much water is consumed in outdoor irrigation. And as I understand it, the bill would have limited the amount of uh, new lawn space on a uh, residential lot to 15% of the footprint. Is, is that accurate? We weren't saying that there'd be no lawn irrigation, but just that it would be reduced in size and perhaps people would look more closely at uh, ideas like xeriscaping. Our goal was to start having the average Coloradan be thinking more about how much water is used used and consumed and are we making the best use of our water. Ultimately, Senate Bill 17 was not passed, but the legislature agreed to study limiting the size of new lawns during the summer. Water consumption by residents was only part of the focus of this session, though. Two bills were aimed at finding alternatives to the practice of buy and dry, where farmers and ranchers sell their water rights to cities. One bill, House Bill 1026, sought to allow agricultural water right holders to temporarily transfer their water to cities for reservoir recovery, as well as to provide a rapid response in times of drought to bring new supplies online quickly. House Bill 1026 died in committee, but will also be discussed this summer and may come up again in the next session. The legislature did pass Senate Bill 23, which would allow farmers to reduce the water they use and transfer the savings to the Colorado Water Conservation Board for in-stream flow purposes west of the Continental Divide. Basically, the idea uh, is is that could a farmer or rancher conserve water uh, primarily through um, perhaps deficit irrigation or on-farm improvements, and as a result, reduce their headgate diversions. And the idea being that they would then leave that water in the stream and be able to essentially protect that water uh, in, uh, between the historic point of diversion and the historic return flows. Even though Senate Bill 23 passed through the legislature and landed on the governor's desk for his signature, there was significant opposition. Again, Chris Trees of the Colorado Water Conservation District. The historical water user, the diverter of that water, who no longer needs to divert as much to accomplish the same beneficial use, is going to be pulling that water down to his headgate, causing upstream juniors to not use that water, as they have not in the past because of his senior water right, but he no longer needs that water at his headgate, at his diversion point, and that junior should be entitled, even though they're upstream, to use that water. That's Colorado's water law, and this was a very fundamental change. After being heavily lobbied, the governor vetoed this bill. His veto attracted a great deal of criticism from environmental groups who saw this as an opportunity to adapt Colorado water law to changing circumstances do believe this is the right question. We don't believe Senate Bill 23 was the right answer. So while the legislature believed it had the right answers to water savings by farmers, the governor was persuaded by others that the bill may be too much of a change to Colorado water law. 
The 2014 session points out, however, to increasing concern by lawmakers that Colorado residents need to be better educated about water conservation and something needs to be done to allow farmers more flexibility in the way they manage their water rights while implementing efficiency measures. It is yet to be seen whether Colorado's prior appropriation water law can adapt to the pressures from the growing population. In the meantime, the legislature will be working over the summer to come up with ideas for the 2015 session. You're listening to H2O Radio.